can you learn more about someone in an hour of play than in a year of conversation? My name's Jonathan, and this is The Snakes Cast, a podcast for people who don't know as much about board games as they'd like to know. It's Guru Voodoo time, and this week, we're going to help find a good get-to-know-you game. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast, and welcome to my awesome co-host, Holly Wider and Amanda McKnight. Oh, hello. Hello. Alright, so last Halloween, we did a special horror-themed episode covering one of the most terrifying situations you can have at Snakes and Lattes, <clears throat> a first date. And we kind of touched on this week's topic a bit then, but we're going to go into it in a bit more detail this time. We're going to talk about games for getting to know people. Now, long-time listeners will know that I love to haul that quote out from Plato every chance I get about, you know, you can learn more about somebody and I want to play in the York conversation, but it doesn't apply to everyone. These days, we're all used to exposition as a means of getting to know each other. We're supposed to talk about ourselves and reveal ourselves through that, not reveal who we are through our actions and through our choices. At least that's how it looks to me. Am I am I off base about this? Am I just old? Um, <clears throat> no, I think that that is what people think is how we're supposed to get to know yeah, people. Yeah, definitely. No, I feel the same. Where um, you, it's easier. Like people think, oh, if you just like ask them these questions, then you'll know them. But you don't really truly know someone. Yeah. And people hide behind speech all the time. Yeah. They can just talk and talk and talk and never really say anything. But you know, you sit down to. I, I often describe chess as a good get-to-know-you game mm. because mm-hmm. if you know what to look for, then within 10 moves, you're going to have a very clear idea of how this person thinks, how they prioritize things, yeah. what they think they can get away with. But again, you have to be a chess player. Yes. Yeah. For that to be a thing. But the other thing, too, is that you don't always have to be uh, a chess player to, to have that, that game, right? I mean... There are many different games for how you can get to know people. And I think the interesting thing is people ask you all the time uh, at the cafe to recommend something for them so they can they can get to know their friends or get to know these new friends they've just met or get to know the person they're on a date with mm-hmm. or whatever it is. That's our guru voodoo situation mm-hmm. right yeah. here. Yeah, and um, the weird thing is that no one's really asking uh, the question of, well, what do you mean when you say get to know someone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And when it comes down to that, I even don't always ask that question. But sometimes I just, I get a little... I kind of do a mental sigh when someone says that to me and I, I smile really big and I say, well, when you say get to know someone, what exactly are you looking for? What do you want to get to know about this person? And when you ask that question, it opens up as to what this person feels comfortable with playing with these people. Sometimes people just want to know like really like raunchy things about yeah. people or want to just know their sense of humor or things like that. And that's when you can pull out games like Apples to Apples, Cards Against Humanity, um, Stuff like that. And sometimes people want to just get to know their friends who they've known maybe for a short time and they want to get to know more about who they are, how they how they are, how they act. And that's when you can pull out some of the more fun stuff, in my opinion. <laughs> mm-hmm. When somebody asks you for a good get-to-know-you game, do you figure that they're asking for something where they're going to learn by action or they're going to learn by speech? Um, I think I do kind of the same thing as Amanda, where mm. you have to kind of ask, like, what exactly are you looking for? Like, I had a couple the other day who was asking about that, and they were like, "Can you do you have like a good questions game?" And I was like, "Does like, like trivia?" trivia? Yeah. But she was like, "No, not trivia." And I was like, "So like what about each other?" And she was like very vague about it, so I, I can't even remember what I pulled off the wall. But it, it was yeah, it was kind of like, I guess you're trying to get to know each other. Through questions, 
but mm. yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, there are ways in which that can work, I'm sure, but um, ultimately, if you're just asking questions and getting answers, there's, I mean, is is that a game? Are you, uh, yeah, and also, are you retaining the answers and are you listening? Like, are you curating your answers? Are yeah. you really are you learning sculpting these answers yeah. to give a particular impression? Yeah, exactly. It's I think really... it, it is still a game in the sense of that is what people want to play. And for them, that is what is considered play. Because some people are comfortable, you know, for example, playing games like Quelph, where you can just be ridiculous mm. all the time. Right. And they are just totally fine doing that. Some people, that terrifies them. For the record, folks, uh, Quelph is a game where you roll a die, you move a piece, you draw a card, and you do what the card tells you to do. Which may involve doing a handstand, it may involve stealing an egg from the kitchen and breaking on somebody's face. It yes. may involve any number of different things. Uh, we removed that card from our copy. <laughs> but, Standing up on a table and like singing like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, Little Star, all sorts of strange things that people aren't normally comfortable with. Yes. So you find what out. are you comfortable yeah. with when you want to get to know someone? Exactly. All right, let's take a look at some possible ways that you can design a game that is built around getting to know people by this whole uh, asking questions and answering them sort of thing. Uh, so we're not going to learn about them by, uh, by how they play. We're going to learn them by what they say. So these kinds of games would include things like Analyze Me, A Question of Scruples, Privacy. Are these games that you bring up very much? Uh, yeah, I bring out Analyze Me a lot. Analyze... Tell, tell us about one. So Analyze Me is a game where, uh, no word of a lie here, uh, you all take turns playing the therapist. <laughs> and the therapist uh, gets to ask someone a question. There are four different categories of life you can ask them a question about. Work life, play life, uh, two other ones that I can't remember off the top of my head. And everybody gets a multiple choice, like three sort of cards, A, B, C. You read the card, three multiple choice answers. Everybody secretly submits either A, B, or C for the answer that they feel most fits them. Put them in the middle. The person that's playing the therapist mixes them up. And then they reveal them, and they have to try to give them back to the correct players. The cool thing about this game is that if you're playing it with a small group of people, in order to actually get that card for the round as a point, when you're playing the therapist, you have to get all of the answers right. Mm. So it really is an interesting game because there's so much stakes. I find it does actually provoke some mm. very interesting conversations. People are like, oh, no, I can't believe you put that down. I totally thought you would have been the B answer. Um, so it is kind of interesting in that, uh, regard. Everybody takes turns being the therapist. Once you get, uh, successfully one card from every category, you win the game. Cool. I'll leave you the chance to play any of these sort of party game type things, like, uh, question of scruples or say anything or... Um, not things. particularly, but I, like kind of the same element where you have to like write an answer and then someone has to guess which mm-hmm. one's your answer. Right. Who did what games? Yeah, who did what more as opposed to yeah, like... It's a whole category, like Game yeah. of Things. Game of uh, Things, for sure. Game of yeah. Things was one too. When I was when I was younger, that was uh, one of our favorite games with my friends. Um, we already knew each other. We just liked laughing at all the ridiculous answers we would all write down. <laughs> um, but that is also a good one if you, if you want to get to know people. And oddly enough, at Snakes and Lattes College... It has been super popular with a lot of the people coming in. The one that I used to like most when I was a teenager was A Question of Scruples. Have you guys ever played this one? I've heard of it, but not played it. So I wind up using this a lot with groups of odd-numbered people because there's voting in this game. and You Mm. want to make sure the vote doesn't get deadlocked. Works like this. You've got a hand of question cards, and these question cards have sort of tricky moral questions on them. Like... um, you, uh, you're 20, you've, you've just left the restaurant, you're 20 steps away, you forgot to pay. Do you go back? 
or um, you know, sometimes they get much heavier, more serious. It's like um, you uh, you're you're away on a business trip. You uh, meet somebody who really likes you, and you have the opportunity for a discreet affair. Do you do it? <laughs> um, oh, interesting. So, so what's happening here is that you don't actually win by being more moral than the other players. You win by correctly guessing how the other players are going to answer these mm. questions. Yes or no or depends. Oh. And if you answer depends, you have to say right away what does it depend on. Oh, okay. oh, so you have to say what does it depend on if you're the person that submits that answer if, if, for if yourself? If I say, if, if you ask me, um, for example, one of these questions, and I answer yeah. depends, I have to say what it depends on. If I say yes or no, I don't have to explain if I don't feel like it. Okay. The reason why that's there is to make it so that you can't just say depends to everything. Yeah, that makes um, sense. See, these are games, though, when we were talking about conversational games. These are good conversational mm-hmm. games because they're actually provoking a conversation. Yeah, a conversation. As opposed to just, I ask Holly a question. Holly answers the question. Yeah. I giggle. Holly asks Jonathan yeah. a question. He answers the question. We all giggle. <laughs> well, scruples also becomes a game when it gets to the point where somebody thinks that an answer was insincere. Because then we have a little court trial. Oh, Where okay. uh, the prosecution has 30 seconds to convince everybody that the answer was insincere. The defense has 30 seconds to respond. 10 seconds, 10 seconds, and then we put it to a vote. This is why you should never play scruples with an even number of players. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got these awesome vote cards with a halo on one side and a pitchfork on the other side. Ah. So which means that I could technically answer a question and totally lie. And if yep. you guys can catch me in a lie, then I'm in trouble. But So there's also a bluffing aspect, okay, which like makes that. me like it even more. Yeah. <laughs> there can be. Uh, the other thing, of course, is if somebody just doesn't like your answer, <laughs> they, can they, just... they can just go for it. They, they can convince the majority uh, of the players you're going down. Okay, all right. Which could be very, very bad with the wrong crowd. <laughs> yeah. But it could also be very, very good in the sense that you are actually getting into a, a game where you're playing, where you're playing mm, with absolutely. each other. Yeah. Fun. You're talking with each other. You are genuinely getting to know one another rather than just, oh, my favorite color is green. Yeah. Ah, my favorite color is blue. Okay. Um, we sort of touched on this at first, but I'm going to have to go on a bit of a rant here. Um, for me, the most revealing games by far are tabletop role-playing games like Dungeons & Dragons. Amanda and I have talked about that in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a famous quote uh, about character development and writing. It, character development is what happens when you put someone up a tree and you throw rocks at them. When we see how somebody responds under pressure, we find out who they really are. RPGs do this literally by giving you a character and a story and having terrible things happen to them. And players decide uh, how they're going to respond to those things. Uh, Board games do it figuratively. They're Mm -hmm. going to put you in a situation where you and your friends are locked in this struggle. You have limited resources and so do they. How do you contend with this? Is it too much to expect people to be able to manage that? I mean, should they have to retreat from the danger and mystery of play to the safety and predictability of conversation when people just say nice things and try to get each other to like them? Am I... It's, I think, the idea that people are just too, like I said, too afraid to to do that. It's a scary thing. It's also about finding, in that case, the right game where people can learn about each other in a way that they feel comfortable. So when we're talking about role-playing games, you know, not everybody likes playing Dungeons & Dragons, <laughs> unfortunately. But, uh, but when it comes to anything that you're playing at a tabletop... Um, Things like ladies and gentlemen, anything where you're role-playing, do a great job of that. Where I get to pretend to be a different person is fun. Um, Games where even sometimes people find it interesting to be trading with each other. So, you know, Settlers of Catan or Bonanza. You learn lots of stuff. Or when we're looking at um, 
as well, games where you're bluffing and lying. Those are always fun. One Night uh, Ultimate Werewolf is one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah, I've never ceased to learn something about somebody from playing bluffing games with them. Cockroach Poker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's it's not necessarily about giving up on people and saying, well, I guess everybody just wants to learn conversationally. It's about when someone only feels comfortable doing that, it's what avenue are we missing in terms of recommending a game to them where they might feel comfortable not just hiding behind words? We need to, we need to meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. We need to find a, a space of play where they will feel safe enough mm-hmm. to take that chance, to take that leap. Other gurus have also, uh, I've had conversations with other gurus about this where, you know, it gets very frustrating sometimes as a guru because you're recommending games for people that, in this case, you know, we don't necessarily always agree with recommending people questions the game uh and, and it's especially hard with two players like yeah. in this guru voodoo situation i mean although you know what all those games yeah. that you were listing had in common they all need at least three or four yeah. players exactly to work properly. and you can mod games you can um you can mod i like to mod analyze me and make it just a multiple choice guess the person's answer game you, it's not really a game though right mm. um but it's about giving people what they want what they feel comfortable with and then also like pushing them a little bit so maybe we recommend that maybe we recommend something that we find allows us to learn and explain why we think it is a get-to-know-you game. Sure. Your gaming friends are, have, have no trouble whatsoever leaping into that deep end of the pool. We've gone into this. Um, but uh, other people from other parts of your social circle, your family, what have you, um, do you think that there's some hint that we can get, some, some way of reaching them, getting them to move beyond conversation and into play? Is there anything that, is, that has worked for you with them? Um, I mean... To move beyond conversation to play, I think if you go into it with a bunch of people who are looking to play a game, it works. I Like for me, I've played Get to Know You games, I guess. I've played games of things with sure. my family, but it's more because we already know each other because mm. it, it's more of like us. You're fairly tightly knit. Yeah, it's, it's not like distant relatives yeah. coming over who you haven't seen in a long yeah. time. But for me, like gaming, if I'm going to play a game, I want to play something that requires a bit of like thinking and I want the person I'm playing with to also think that way because mm-hmm. those are the people that I'm going to be friends with and those are the people I want to be around. So if I'm going to go play a game with someone and they're like, hey, let's play this get to know you game and be like, oh, okay. But I think that works for some people. Just for me, like the people I play games with are the types of games I want to play with. Yeah, they're getting to know them for you does involve sort of contending mm-hmm. with them. Exactly. And if I'm going to be playing a like intricate strategy game, I want the people that are playing with me also involved and like are putting in their effort to play. And because I also am a very competitive person. And if they can't take me after playing a strategy <laughs> game, then I don't really want to be friends with them, I guess. Yeah, so I do think that it does show your like true colors, I guess. So you do get to know that person. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's also easy to play many different types of get to know you games with friends that you know really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, my group of friends, we could play anything from Once Upon a Time yeah. to Cards Against Humanity <laughs> to things to, you know, any game where we're actually role-playing. And I never feel like I don't learn anything yeah, about them because exactly. we're all comfortable with each other. Yeah. We're not afraid. So I guess the final judgment on getting a get-to-know-you game for a couple or a group is anything that they're going to find fun. Yeah. 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 What do you think about the power of games to reveal and understand people's true selves? Was Plato correct, or was he wrong? Let us know on Twitter at SnakesCast. Many thanks to Holly and Amanda for coming with us on this episode. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. 
The Snakes Cast is produced by P.T. Douglas. Music is provided by Ben Sound. The opinions expressed on the show belong to the people in it and not the company behind it. Until next week, game on. Game on.